3, 2, 1. Get ready for two hours of inane nonsense with your favorite overweight redheads, Fat and Ginger. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Fat and Ginger. My name is Tim Young and across the table from me at home again is my compadre Luke Massey. Good evening, Luke. Hello, Tim. Another lockdown episode, mate. I don't know, it feels a little bit bad that we can't drive to Ballarat and air on 10 minutes there and go to Voice FM where they welcome us with open arms and give us big cuddles when we walk through the door. I mean, we'd rather be there, wouldn't we? Absolutely, instead of the comfort of our own lounge room. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah, heater on. So, another lockdown episode, and it's going to be a massive show. Luke, I know you're as excited as I am. Very excited. So we're going to have a discussion about walking at the correct pace and not looking like a stalker. You're going to talk about dodgy scam emails. We're going to talk about, you did something to me many moons ago about how angry I get. Yeah, the driving stuff. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about that. That's Why are we all right. talking about that? No, no, it's all right. We'll get into that later. We've done that. Easy. So we're going to talk about the average Olympics, where we have events yes. that you and I can participate, and everyone out there in Radio Land can as well. Well, the Olympics has just finished, Tim, so it's very yes. topical. If very, we left very. until next week, it wouldn't be topical anymore. It wouldn't be a, a topical at all. In That's Crap, we're going to discuss the length of time it takes to make food as opposed to the length of time it takes to eat food. Well, especially around here. Disproportionate. A couple of blokes who live together. We don't Ooh. like cooking, do we? No, we don't. KFC buckets all the way. <laughs> and you're going to discuss bad reviews online, especially online bad reviews, eh? Uh, are we? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yes. Good stuff. Excellent. All right, the Justin Murphy Award goes to a whole group of people. Associate Professor Dave Bade is going to lead us down the path of emerging Australian music. And very excellently, we've got our special guest, Luke Biskin to discuss the effect of the lockdowns on the live music industry. It's a really tough thing for the arts at the moment, Tim. And do you think, like Luke's been with us before, he's, he his, he's the first guest we're going to have on a second time. Yep. Do you think it's a downgrade for him to come to our house as opposed to a nice studio? Not at do all. Do you think he'd be okay with it? I think he'll feel right at home. A lot of people have had to downgrade venues during COVID, Tim. Go on. Well, the AFL yep. last year had to hold that terrible grand final at the Gabba. How'd that go? Well, it didn't go well because oh. of the downgraded venue. Was that the reason you lost? That was the reason Geelong lost, yes. Schooling? Yep. They've had to downgrade. Donald Trump? What's he done? Well, he downgraded, didn't he? His, yeah, true. his dwellings? Nice. R. Kelly? He had a nice mansion, now he's living in his cell. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, pack away the Cluedo and the Monopoly. Put the board games all away because it is time for Fat and Ginger. That was Dance Monkey from Tones and I, Tim. I don't mind that. That's okay? Because you know that's from the last 20 years. I do, I do. And I know that's not usually in my oeuvre, but I find it strangely compelling. And do you think that you'll hear a bit more from Tones and I? I believe so, yeah. I think she's pretty big. Is it just she? I thought there was two people. I have no idea. I don't know either. These days, there's him and her, there's them. Stop. It's hard to keep track. So, what are we going to talk about? is awkwardness around walking pace. Now stick with me on this one. Go on. All right, so the other night I was walking along the street and I came round a corner and at the same time, let's face it, an attractive woman was walking at exactly the same pace. So as I rounded the corner, we effectively ended up walking, walking together. Yeah, next to each other. Right. Very awkward. Now, normally, as a, a red-blooded male, that yes. wouldn't be a bad situation, but you think it was awkward. Why was it awkward? Well, it's just awkward. You're just walking next to her, and you just, you know, she probably thinks I'm some sort of weirdo. So you've got to sort of try and move yourself, either forward or backwards. So you were literally walking side by side by accident. By accident, for yeah. that split second. So what you do is you go, well, 
if I go forward, that means the fat man here has to break into a little jog. <laughs> See, to try and like get out of that yeah, rhythm were your legs moving together at the same time as and, well like, and, you know, like and, marching and step, no so I thought well do I break it on a little jog and I thought that's just really odd I can't do that yeah. or do you just put the handbrake on a bit you sort of let her go yeah. in front yeah. Sort of like when you're driving and you've got to merge lanes. That's right. And one, you go, well, the, one the of these has to, has to give way. It's going to be me. Absolutely. And, and so I go, well, the only problem with doing the handbrake one and going back is that I don't want her to feel uncomfortable because she may have been slightly better nick than I am. Yeah. And I didn't want her to think that maybe I was checking her out or something like that, God forbid. Oh, thinking that you've got back to yeah. look at her derriere, yeah, for yeah. example. <laughs> is that the right word to use? Because I find that a lot when I'm walking that people often try and check out my backside. Their yeah. doctor's looking at what's gone wrong a lot of time uh, homeless people yes. garbologists but yeah I, I see what you mean so what did you is that what you did you hung back is it what well, did I did it I'm hanging back and do you know what would have been perfect in this situation is for to have the dogs with me yeah you had an excuse you would have just pulled them up yeah, and said, have a sniff uh, yeah have there. a sniff of that yeah. and they're wonderful for that so you pulled yourself up you let her go yeah, ahead yep yep and then did she get self-conscious no no fortunately it was all right because she then turned left and went across the pedestrian crossing on the street and it was off into the but, but did she cross the road to get away from you is what well, I'm i can't that i don't know <laughs> I'm not inside her head so yeah. God, hang on this guy's just home back to have a look at i just didn't want to look oh. I just didn't want her to think I was some sort of weirdo. Yeah, I get that, mate. Yeah. And the thing is, you're not a stalker. Thanks, All mate. Right. I live with you. Yep. All right. You spent a little bit of time at the front window looking out, but I just figured <laughs> that you were just sitting there licking <laughs> it or something. But uh, <laughs> I know you're not a stalker, mate. You're just interested in people, Tim. I love right? watching people. People yeah. watching is one of the great uh, pastimes. No, doesn't necessarily be one particular person. No, well, I've been seeing one girl, but she hasn't seen me yet. So we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play that was Tom York there from Radiohead with Harrod and Hill. What did you think of that, Tim? Four out of ten. Four out of ten? Yep. Are you joking, my friend? No, four out of ten. You don't get into Radiohead? Nah, they're up. They're all right. That's the best I'm going to get out of here. I That's think. It. Four out of ten for that. What a great song. That's all right, Tim. Uh, look, speaking of dodgy calls, I'm going to bring up my topic for the day. A family yep. member recently got scammed in the last couple of weeks. What, properly scammed? Properly scammed. How much? Uh, 9K. Jesus. A lot, yeah. 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 Now, I had a look at it. They're so good these days, some of them. Yeah. I do a lot of work on computers, and, and I've nearly been done a couple of times with some of these emails and things like that. Now, she's elderly, yeah. you know, and she's not great with computers, and that's where they get you. Particularly vulnerable, aren't they, the elderly with Absolutely, computers. and they pick their targets, yeah. and the phone calls you get. Like, I get five phone calls yeah. a day from these people now. They're everywhere, aren't they? They get the ones from the tax office saying they're going to call the cops or something if you've done, yeah, you know, unless you buy those. some, you know, transfer money or whatever. Yeah. Or- I we can solve it right now. Automated messages saying, if you don't fix up your Netflix That's bill. That's right, I've had that one, all your Amazon All account. of them, mate, five yep. a day. But the thing is, right, remember the old ones where they used to be that ridiculous and outlandish? Oh, yes. That you just could not believe them, even no. if you wanted to. But they but, must work. Well, how do they get paid, these people? I don't know. Well, I've dug one up, right? Oh, now, this is one that I actually got. This is great. I've had a few of these, but this is one I really like. Yep. Now, I don't know how to pronounce this bloke's name who I got it off. I'm going to spell it for you, Tim. His name is Mr. Joshua K-U-N-T-E. Kunti. Kunte. Kunte. That's better. That's better. I got this one from Mr. Joshua Kunte, which is probably an applicable name once you see the email. I'm going to read it out to you, Tim. Please. Uh, Dear friend, 
How are you and your family? I hope you're having a great week. He's won me over already. Well, he's very friendly and he's very yeah. hospitable. Oh, yeah. They butter you up before Is they that ask how for they a favour Yeah, that's how they get you. But now, I am Mr. Joshua Kunte from Zimbabwe and permanent personal assistant to our late president, Mugabe. Reeks of credibility. Well, we didn't say Robert Mugabe, just President Mugabe. The truth is that on a trip I took with my boss to the United Kingdom, my boss used my name to deposit 100 million US dollars. Get out. Now you might think that that's probably gone into the ethernet or whatever. I would have thought. Bank name withheld at the moment for security reasons. He's put that in brackets. Yes, yeah, right? Just in sensible. case you're worried, what bank is it in? Well, it's withheld for security reasons, Tim. I'm going to contact a stranger who I've never met before yeah. and ask him to help me with this, but I don't want to give away too much. All right? I've got to be careful of security. Me and my late boss are the only ones aware of this deposit. Therefore, I look for foreign partners whom I will sign investment contract with and I release the funds to him or her for investment purposes in his or her country. Now, this might sound like a great deal. To right? me, it does, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds What's like we details? can't lose. Well, that's what he's asked next. If you could please deposit $1,000 to release this into my account. Do you count details, mate? We're talking $1,000 to make potentially 100 million US dollars, Tim. But that's a deal of a lifetime, mate. Well, I know people have scams out there. I know. But this looked fair to him. This yeah. looked legitimate. Absolutely legit. How are these people making money, Tim? Mate, I don't know. You'd have to be pretty vulnerable to not be able to see through what is fairly transparent. Mr. Kunte. Mr. Kunte. Yeah. I'm worried about him in COVID. I'm worried about these people. Not the good scammers. They're obviously doing okay. They're doing okay, yeah. I'm worried about the bad ones, mate. What are they doing? What are they doing these days? Yeah, because I haven't been getting a lot lately. No? And I'm worried they've had to go get jobs. So do you think he's got a badge now? Josh is a safety advisor on a construction <laughs> site. He might be working for the COVID enforcement office. That's for all right. we know. He could be working at Bunnings. Like <laughs> go in there to buy a light globe and you come out with two spit roasters an outdoor setting in a new tank. Yeah, and you don't have to pay for it. Just transfer the money to a Nigerian bank account, thanks. <laughs> Done. <laughs> have a song. That was Joy Division, Tim, with Love Will Tear Us Apart. You would have loved that because it was from your era. Six and a half out of ten. Six and a half. What's a nine or a ten for you? What, you're a hard task Queen, master. Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, or ZZ Top. So um, if it's not from those bands, you are not getting in the top two yep. percent. That's it. <laughs> we need to stop using your rating system, I think, because a lot of bands are going to start to get dejected, stop putting out music. Yeah, that's true. You know, they've already we'll got Spotify it. ruining their career. They don't need you. We'll crush a lot of spirits, won't we? <laughs> but uh, if you get oh, it's j- time for the jingle. The jingle. Let's oh, go. Oh, time for some stuff. And now it's time for an update on stuff. And it is time for an update on stuff. And joining us all the way from the jewel of Western Queensland, Roma, is Associate Professor Dave Bade. Good evening, Dave. Uh, good evening, Tim. Good evening, Luke. Good evening, Paul. So, look, uh, we haven't got long tonight, Dave, so we'll cut straight to it. Given that you're a medical professional and there's a little virus going around at the moment, I've been struck at my workplace about people who are what we like to term politely as vaccine hesitant. What do you have to say about them? Well, anti-vaccine or vaccine hesitancy is just coming through a whole lot of misinformation from the ridiculous amount of um, social media that's, that's out and about out there. Look, I've got some short, sharp points to anti-vaxxers, particularly if they're anti-vax for the, for the AZ vaccine, which, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the true point is it's taken eight lives in Australia, but it's still a one in a million chance of having 
uh, basically dying from that vaccine. And mm-hmm. I had, uh, um, there was a medical fee the other day, and this is all science, you know, the, you can't refute it, but there's a 10 in 1 million chance of dying from being pregnant. Wow. So are we out there telling everyone not to get pregnant because of this, you know, 10 in 1 million chance that they might die in childbirth or from a complication of the pregnancy? No, we are not. Dave, I feel like I'm doing my bit not to get anyone pregnant. I think, I think probably, Luke, it's a good idea for you not to. <laughs> That's just a personal decision. I'd be fascinated to know what the stats are on driving. Like, what in a million... Oh, mate, it, it, horrendously more, horrendously more chance of dying by driving a car on the street or getting in an aeroplane, well, maybe not an aeroplane, but certainly riding your bike or a motorcycle on the roads, the, the chances yeah. of dying are... Aren't anti-vaxxers quite happy to jump in an aeroplane and, and fly from one side of the world to the other because it's so flat and all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the other, the other bit of misinformation is that this vaccine was rushed through and we can't trust it because it was rushed through, and that's rubbish. You know, it, it, it certainly was rushed through, but it went through every regulatory trial and, and, and standard that is required for a vaccine in general. We just all got together and, and, and made sure that we could do it quickly. So vaccine hesitancy is is unfortunate. It's stupid. Um, everyone out there who's listening, just go and bloody get a vaccine. <laughs> I'm not sure if I agree with you, mate. I know that you're a scientist. I know that Associate Professor Paul Griffin is one of the leading experts in the world and he's been on the show and he said that vaccines are great. But the thing is, I read an article on Facebook that begs to differ and I choose to believe that over every scientist <laughs> and doctor in the country. That's why sometimes I describe you as an idiot, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be correct, sir. All right. Now, uh, one of your great passions, Dave, is emerging Australian music. Oh, yes. Yeah, Tim, I, I, this has been a, a growing passion in me, and it started in the first lockdown when I had a lot of time on my hands, and I found my, my Apple Music turned me in directions I didn't know it was going to. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've always been a great fan of... People like Vance Joy, um, who turned me on to you know, Ziggy Alberts, who's another great musician, unfortunately, Andy Baxter. But there's some, there's some great, really good young Aussie artists out there that I had never heard of before, and their music just fills the cockles of my heart and makes every bit of my body tingle when I listen to them. So I'm very happy to, to help your audience sort of, you know, or highlight them to your audience because they're, they're just wonderful bands and they bring in the thing of musicianship like tim you love the musicianship of the old days i do i can't really stand all of the synthesized rubbish that's on you know the airwaves these days but these guys actually play real um instruments they put together some some wonderful tunes potentially dave we could have a sorry i just called you the wrong name there associate professor dave bait uh, potentially we could have every week a, a dave's hits like you could put us onto a band or an artist that, that potentially nobody knows. You've already mentioned, who, what was the guy's name, Ziggy someone? Yeah, Ziggy Alberts. He's a great musician. His live acts apparently are just outstanding. So now, It'd like, be great to get into him, but as an anti-vaxxer, he's not going to be around long. So maybe we can uh, pick another one? <laughs> yeah, pick another one. Well, there's, there's plenty of great ones out there. I mean, there's a couple of great local uh, Brizzy bands. Uh, Hollow Coves originally came from Brizzy. They've got some airplay recently. The Dregs are another great band, but the one that I'm you know, really passionate about is the, a band called Sons of the East. Sons of the East, now you have been on about Sons of the East a lot. Now, have they been around for a while? Like, I, I, I'm not aware of them. Well, mate, I hadn't heard of them until 12 months ago when I started listening. You know, they started releasing music about eight years ago. They, they sound like they've been, you know, doing tunes for 20 years, but they're just three young blokes from North Shore, Sydney. Yeah, right. Which is just wonderful together. I'm a big fan of the Dregs. I've been soaking them up a lot lately. 
That's all I got. Can we cut That's that That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. So, look, what we're going to do, Dave, is I want to play uh, On My Way by Sons of the East. So what I'll do is I'll say... Hang on. Before you introduce this, Tim, I don't mean to interrupt my friend, but before we went to air tonight, Dave, Tim said to me, oh, I played you that song for, that Dave recommended tonight. It's pretty good. I said, no, mate, you didn't play that for me. You didn't even tell me about it. He goes, no, I told you, didn't I? No, mate, never heard about it. No, so he all he had to do, one job, pass it on, listen to it himself, Classic didn't TV. pass it on. I'm nothing if not consistent. So <laughs> This is one of those um, little uh, arguments we have now, Dave, that we live together. I had to do the census tonight, mate, and I had to put Tim down as my housemate slash partner. Uh, it didn't ask a partner. I just thought I'd put in just for a laugh. <laughs> and this is where we're at. This is our dynamic now. We just have this thing going where we have these little tiffs. And they're not major tiffs. It's like, what was the one I said to you the other night, Tim? I said something like, did you need to run the dishwasher so quickly when it's half empty? That's right. No, but I said, no, it's half full. Yeah, yeah I know. But it's Don't be such half, a pessimist about the a lot dishwasher. more in there, mate. And, <laughs> and the thing is, like, we're living in an environment now where people, oh, uh, that, you know, we've, we've got to save water, Tim. Dave... Thanks for your time. I know you're very, very busy up there with all that's going on up there in Queensland and out there in Roma. So thanks for joining us. And uh, good good line from Europe. It's a pandemic song. All right. Well, uh, check out the film clip and here it is. On My Way by Sons of the East. Abusing someone, now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. All right, yes, it is time for Mailbag. It's one of my favourite segments on the show. I like it too. We get to interact with our fans. That's right, they reach out to us. And they abuse the crap out of us. Yep, absolutely. So I'll go first. We've got Chris from Brisbane. I watched the end of the decathlon when Cedric Dubler was yelling at Ash Maloney. Obviously, get him into the bronze medal position. Is this how you make this appalling radio show? What? I don't know what he's talking about. Who's those people? So Cedric Dubler was the guy that uh, had no chance of winning the decathlon in the 1500 metres, the last event. Yeah. And he effectively yelled and encouraged his teammate to win the bronze medal. One of the most spine-tingling moments. Of, oh, I did see yeah. the meme about that where the guy was yeah. screaming at the... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, so he's saying we scream at each other to make well, a radio show. encourage each other. I don't think we scream, do we? But then he gets positive Then he says appalling radio show. Well, it's not a great analogy. I think we're more like the, um, you know, the, the trainer that punched his horse. I think we're more like that. Who was that that did that? What? In the Olympics, a guy got sent home because he punched the horse in the face. What? I'm telling you, mate. I don't know. He was a coach. Yeah. Right? And the horse wouldn't jump the jumps that they were meant to jump. I don't know how the sport works, but apparently they were in front. They were going to win the gold and the horse wouldn't jump over the jumps it just went around just refused to jump and when it got back he punched him in the face punched the horse yes in the face why have the horse kicked him in the jets crackers but no seriously i think that's probably closer to how we do the radio show i think so i think so it's physical violence physical violence just to get something to happen next is my turn yep um pete in barwon heads now i know a pete in barwon heads it's the same one yep it probably is we don't have a lot of fans no uh chances of there being a second one I heard someone mention Gingerstan last week. Yep. That was when we were talking about how we should have our own country, the yes. Gingers. That's right, yep. Um, please tell me that you two idiots are thinking of moving there. Yeah, I'll go there. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be like the uh, heads of government or something. Yeah. Well, if it's the Pete and Bowen heads that I'm thinking of, yep. you know, he's probably just jealous that someone else is going to move to a place where his wife's not cooking. Oh, jeez. Right, let's move on to the third one before you get yourself in more trouble. <laughs> That's uh, my dad, by the way. Pete, <laughs> Pete and Bowen heads. I think he sent that in. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Steph. From- Mum, I love you and you're cooking. 
it's great. It's fantastic. You should open up a restaurant. Steph, no one will go. If I may. Sorry. Right. Steph from Noble Park. Now that the Olympics are over and there's stuff all on TV to watch, even though I'm stuck in lockdown, I'm still not going to listen to you two knuckleheads. Wow. Steph, thanks very much. So hang she'll on, be- hang on, hang on. So she's written in to tell us there's nothing on TV. I'm stuck in lockdown, but I'm still not going to listen to you. Pretty much. So what she's done, the irony in this is, is dripping in irony. So she's interacted with the very show that she's going to ignore. That's sort of like calling your ex-girlfriend on a Saturday night to tell her you're staying in to watch Big Bang Theory. Pretty much. Exactly it's, right. It's like saying I'm a loser, but I'm not going to be your loser. Great to hear, Steph. Yeah, um, yeah you. sorry, you're not going to be listening. Yeah, get stuffed. Well, she's not going to hear it anyway. No, nah, that's so right. We can say anything we want about it. We can right. say she's a She's not going to listen anyway, so it doesn't matter. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying we can mate, say we anything we want. We she's can't. not listening, mate. And if anyone knows Steph from No Park, please don't pass this along. Is that fair? F***ing <laughs> hell. <laughs> Some? Mm. All right, that's Georgia by... Oh, I don't know who. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a radio personality you are. Professionalism. Vance Joy, by the way, if you're interested. Why has he got two last names? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I never thought about that. Maybe he's just happy, Tim. I can only hope. That's all we can hope for anyone in the world, isn't it? Is to be To be happy. happy. How are you? Are you happy? Most of the time, I think so, yeah. Yeah, good on you. But this next bit is going to make me particularly happy. Why is that? Because so, you've just got a gap in the running sheet here. Yeah, no. And, and, uh, skit. I've What's asked skit? you to trust me, so. All right. You remember when we first did this show all those more months ago now? Yeah. You invaded my privacy and recorded oh, me. go. Recorded me driving and possibly yeah, giving... Yeah, but you some... got me back for that. You went and interviewed uh, me kids about me. Hang on, if I may. If All I right, may. Sorry, right. sorry. And you recorded me perhaps giving some constructive feedback to other drivers on the road. Well, constructive feedback's one way to look at it, yeah. yeah. Abuse is another way. Wow. Go on. Possibly. Yeah. So, you want to play a bit of it? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to play a little bit. I've got to find yeah. it first. Hang on. I wasn't expecting this. I actually have a folder where I keep all this stuff. You ready? All right, so just play a bit of that. Why oh, are you driving 80 in a 100 zone? What does your sticker say? What would Jesus do? I tell you what Jesus would do. We drive the fucking speed limit. That's what he'd do. Still making me laugh. Hey, hey, if you're in the overtaking lane, how about you do some fucking overtaking? How about that, hey? What? What is it? Is today annual quick day or something? So, it still so, makes me laugh today, so, Tim. So there it is, right? An yeah. invasion of my privacy while I was right. driving so to work. So we're even because you went and interviewed my kid. Oh, no, but then I interviewed the guys from work. That's right. So you're so, actually, I'm actually one in front. You, of you are one in front. All right, what have you done? To that end. What have you done? Who have you interviewed? No, didn't interview anyone. So yeah. you remember when we watched Greater Western Sydney play Geelong here the other night? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I recorded, I wanted the viewers to hear what football does Tim. to you. You know, so I recorded what happened during the football game, and I've cut it together with a bit of help. You haven't cut it together, mate. You don't know how to use a computer. Who helped you? Uh, it might have been your son. <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah, so we'll be having words so as, a team, as a team. As a team, we cut on. it together. So oh, I think I was very composed during that game. You think so? Well, we lost, so I was a little bit upset towards the end. But I think for most of it, I was generally pretty good. So what you'll see in front of you is three fires. So we'll play the first bit first. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, I honestly have no idea what's coming up. All right. Yeah. So this is play, play part one. Yep. He's never kicked a goal before, mate. Hey. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah! What a start! What a start! Come on, kids! Still on, mate. It's the first 30 seconds. On. He 
Oh, no, no prior opportunity, ball up. Mate, he just elbowed him in the face. That's all the good team in the AFL. I don't follow it as closely as you do. When they doing all right? You're a dickhead. Why is he off? Is he puffed or something? I mean, he got elbowed in the jaw, mate. I didn't see anything. In the throat. Oh, for God's sake, umpire, give us something. It's not even the ones we don't get. I don't mind if they're going to be fair. I'm no expert like you, but only umpires are responsible for seven gold deficits. No, it's not mate. their fault, mate. I'm just saying that, you know. What sort of sounds like with your talking, mate? It they're like not helping, Tim. Shush. Come on. Come on. Mark, someone take a mark. Take a mark. Jackie! Come on! Do not miss this, you spud. <laughs> don't call him a spud. He's on your team. No, he will be a spud if he misses it. Look at that, 34 minutes since the last catch goal. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Come <laughs> <laughs> so on, Jackie boy. Yes! Oh, has he kicked it? Yes! Oh. Oh. Always had faith in your son. I reckon the Giants are a quality franchise. Like, I think it was a great thing in the AFL to go to GWS. So look at this, you know, the what quality size. What are you talking about, Tim? What nonsense is coming out of your face, mate? Here we go. Come on, GW. No, don't let no. No. Muppets! So how many points does he get for that if it goes through the middle? So there you go. So I think that was probably the first part of the game there, as you heard. And yeah, you sound pretty composed there, don't you, champ? I think we need to have a chat about privacy, mate. About oh, do we? recording inside our own home. So we have to have a chat about privacy, do we? After all these months of us doing stuff to each other. Suddenly yeah, now it's a problem. Well, I get it, but it would have been good if you could give me a heads up. I could have like, been funny or something, but I was actually really pissed off at that first half. I don't know if that come across in the skit. Well, it gets worse, yeah. but we'll play those bits later on. No, I want to hear what it is. No, 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 no. No, we're not playing anymore. No, honestly. No, no, we it. are. No. No, we're playing the other bits later on. No, because I think we started losing a bit from there and I don't yeah, think it was no. a great yeah, no, no, you just... I think that was my better half. Yeah. <laughs> Tina Turner's best work there with uh, What's Love Got To Do With It. I thought she had a better song. Go on. It was just simply the best. Anyway, you don't think it was better? Talking of average. Clues in the title, my friend. Talking of average. Oh, we weren't talking of average, we we're talking about the best. <laughs> oh, you're talking about my joke. <laughs> uh, so, we've been watching the Olympics, and the Olympics have been fantastic. Watching elite athletes. It's been good, and it? I'm, I'm sort of upset it's finished now because for two weeks, I cared so much about sports that for four years I could not no. give a crap about. And it got us through lockdown five and part of lockdown six too. Yeah, it did. It so, was perfect timing. And it was on during the day because it was in Tokyo. It was yep, great. Yep. And, and this has probably been my favourite Olympics since I was a kid. I'd agree with for that. For that reason. Because, yeah, yeah. because for two weeks I got up and turned the tally on. Yep. And I never do that. No, that's right. And it was just great <laughs> having it on. I agree. But what I thought we could talk about today was, I think we need an Olympics for the common person. Yeah. The challenges we come up against every day that could be made into TV events that would wow the world and bring bums on seats. I think you're right, mate. We've discussed this. We've come up with a list, haven't we? We have, and I'm excited to share it with our what, listeners. What do you call it when there's seven events? A heptathlon. Heptathlon, yeah. It's not a decathlon. No, not a quadrathlon or a triathlon. Where'd the hep come from then? I've never heard that used for the number seven before. It's Greek. Is it? Yeah. Greek for seven. Yep. Anyway, so (laughs) the first one going back on track, I think this could be a good one. Instead of swimming, because frankly, if we weren't good at swimming, no one would watch it, right? But people would watch this. And that's why I like the first week better. 
of the Olympics go because on. we are so good at swimming. That's right. It gets the track and field. It's like, oh, is there another week to go? Because <laughs> we suck at this. Yeah, we suck at this. But the first event off the... Uh, uh, what have we got first up for the heptathlon yeah. in the average Olympics? Is the Chupa Chup Rapper time trial. Yeah, I love it. Because I always found it confusing that a product which is designed at kids yeah. has what is effectively a kid-proof wrapper. I've never seen a kid get one off. No. So I'll a- rephrase that. I've never seen a kid get a Chupa Chup wrapper off, right? <laughs> I've never seen them do it. How many times do you give your kid a chupa chup and within 30 seconds that thing's coming back at you? That's right. Because they just can't do it, mate. That's right. It's like the Rubik's Cube of today, isn't it? It is. Trying to get that thing That's open. Right. It so, is craziness. So what we'd have is we'd have all the athletes from the world, you know, Jose from Costa Rica up the end and Vladislav from Russia up the other end and everyone in the team. And then they go, on your marks, get set, go. And they'd be fiddling at the wrapper. With the wrapper, yeah. Do they all get the same flavour? Is it would be fair no, like you that? see, this is what's going to be the controversy, ah. right? So... And then John from the United States gets the first, holds it up, boop, it goes Hang off. on, that's strawberry. Everyone gets that's strawberries. Right. He had strawberries and cream, which is known to be the fastest flavour. Yeah, it is. And yeah. then there'll be controversy because other flavours given out randomly. The Chinese will have a stink about it. I'll be fantastic. That'd be good. You know how sometimes they have like different medals for different events? Yep. So, for example, they've got the different ways of swimming. They might have yeah. there's different medals for different yeah. shooting. I think we do another one with heat-sealed packets. Like the vacuum pack ones where you can't find the corner. No, I mean, like you know the ones your scissors come in? Oh, they come in yeah. this thing where you need scissors to cut it out. Right. But and the scissors, scissors inside it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Same structure. All right. Okay. That's the first event. I like that one. Next We're one. We're going to go straight from that. We're going to have to go outside the house for this one. Yep. We're going to head to Aldi. Oh, I know what you're going to say here. Yep. And we're going to say, right, who can keep up with the Aldi scanner? Well, who can? It's almost impossible. It is almost impossible. Yeah. And you end up on? You end up on the shelf of shame. Shelf of shame. That's and, right. But I reckon if you just lined up, there's four checkouts at Aldi. They don't ever use one. Yep. You know? which is a pain in itself because you're lined up halfway through the chip aisle and you line up there, you get ready with your four countries yep, and you just get their checkout people just wearing those products through and you've got to keep them in the bags yep. but you've got to be able to change bags and that's the hard bit, isn't it? Oh. When you change bags, right? Because, yeah, that's right, yeah. Right? It's like the colostomy bag on Mexican night because it's when you change bags, shit gets real. That's the way I look at it. So what you do then is you have your team it's like a real aid trying to work that stuff out their hands are a blur i've never seen hands move that quick it's like the flash having a wank in it so what we're going to do is we're going to get pit crews from f1 teams and they're going to be able to keep up they're going to do the bag changes quickly <laughs> it's, it's almost like that and you can just see the commentary now you know one they're going fantastically in aisle four and an aisle one yeah. oh, oh no no there's been a crash he's off to the shop of right. shame he's just worn a pack of generic brand tint dance in the head <laughs> he's off to Shelf of shame. Uh, All right, what's, what do we got third? Do we get sponsored by Aldi for this? Ah, why not? Oh, Duna, yeah, Duna in the Duna Cup, that is yes. hard. Again, we've got the two different events. Yeah, that's right. So the main event is putting a Duna in a Duna cover. Yep. We get all the countries lined up. Yep. You give them a Duna cover. Yep. It might be inside or outside. That's the luck of the draw. The English people go, what's a Duna? Go, duvet. Duvet, yeah. yes. Come on, mate. Keep that's up. A, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And then yeah. do they go the reverse corner grab flick? Yep. Or do they go the stuff? Well, this is all the techniques yeah. of it, right? It's not just about speed. Yeah, that's right. It's not just about the Manchester tip. No. And then, you know, how do they deal with the blind buttons? How do they yes. deal with the shake? So you have to have the Duna fully deployed to all corners of the cover. Yep. And a judge has to assess, yes, you could sleep under that. Yeah, well, I'll just get my ex-wife to do it because she seemed to be a real good judge of that sort of thing. Can I say that or not? You can. And yeah. the other one is fitted sheet folding, which is nearly impossible. 
Yeah, fitted sheet folding, not yeah. just putting it on the bed. I'm talking about folding to put it away in the cupboard. In a square. It, it, it's impossible. It is impossible. Usually what happens with me is I'll just scrunch it with a ball stuff in a pillowcase and drop punt it into the linen press. I reckon that's a great idea. I think it'd be easy to travel at the speed of light and fold so. one of those into a square. Let's have a song. Okay, I think it's a great idea. Actually, I'm going to introduce this one if that's okay. Oh. Because we have a guest coming up soon. He's just arrived at the studio. He's out the front signing autographs at the moment. But his name is Luke Biskin. Yep. He's our first guest that we've had as a repeat guest him. Yeah. We've had him before and we got such great feedback. Yep. And he's such a lovely bloke with a great outlook on life that we decided to get him in again. <laughs> we do want to hear from some of our guests again. Luke, he's setting the trend. And I've listened to his album a lot now. I'm a big fan of it. I can't believe this guy isn't like Stratosphere, but I'm going to play a song called Jaws of the Jungle that opens up the album. And if we're lucky, Tim, he might even play one live in the studio. Get out. Well, I did send him a text today. We'll see if he got it. All right, so we're back to talk about more of the average Olympics. We have some corkers already, some belters. So the next event is untangling earphone cords. Untangling earphone yep. cords it is one of my pet hates. Which country do you think would be the premier earplug earphone cord unravelers? I can only imagine China. Yeah, with the quick I, hands. I don't want to be racist when I say no, that, but they make racist. a lot of them, you know? Well, and also they're guns at the Rubik's Cube too. Yeah, they are. So yep. you would think that those quick hands... Yeah, they probably help. I heard that Russia got kicked out because they got caught cheating with AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Uh, the next one is finding the end of the sticky tape. Oh, it's another one's tough. Two techniques here, two schools of thought. Yep. There's the fingernail technique yeah. versus the flat thumb technique. Flat thumb. Now, I would suggest that either technique, this would be one of those sports that women would be much better than men. Oh, 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Because I often had to hand that thing over. Yep, because you can't find it. And there's nothing worse, Tim, than the 710 split. Mm -hmm. where you pull it and you think I've got oh, this and it just yeah, splits up yeah. the middle oh. and you're wasting like five rotations on trying to get that back to normal. Worst one is when you're moving on the, the packing box. Yeah. yeah and then the big thick yep. transparent tape yep. and that happens all the time. Yep. That's how removalists end up getting undone. That's it. I'm pretty sure those two up in Sydney did that when they come down yeah. to Melbourne. Yeah, you got the 710 split and it all went downhill from there. <laughs> Next one. Well, we're getting towards the pointy end of the competition. <sighs> yeah. And this is big. where we like to bring teams together, Tim. That's, oh, jeez. Right? We can't just have, have individual events. We yep. need to get some team events in. Yep. So this is a team event. We can have up to three people on this one. And preferably they should be married or in a cohabitation situation. Definitely. Yep. And you'd have to almost interview them like Big Brother style, wouldn't yeah. you? What you want ideally is things to be tense in the relationship already. Absolutely. Because the event is, ladies and gentlemen, Flat pack furniture assembly. Yes. And nothing will test your relationship like assembling bullshit flat pack furniture from Ikea. Oh, and then you get the to the worst. end, you get to the end, and there's an extra screw. Yeah. You go, what is that for? And then you want to hide it from the missus, and she finds you with the extra screw and goes, yeah. what's the extra screw for? Yeah. I don't know. There's your night ruined. Yeah, there's your night ruined. Yeah. So an extra if, screw. If you thought you were getting a screw, it wasn't going to be that way. Very good. It's seamless with your comedy. So, and then that would be instant disqualification. So, if at the end of the event, you know, if there's a screw over, if there's extra screw. Then, I don't know about that because I reckon they put an extra one in just to stuff with oh, you a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You had a good gag about the owner of IKEA. Mm. What was his name? Uh, Ingvar Campred, who died well a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And my eternal ongoing dream was, as he was expiring, they presented him with a flat pack coffin. Now put that together yourself, you miserable bugger. And then some poor Polish bloke, whoever built it, just chucked one extra screw in. So his expiring thought on this world was, shit, what's that for? And 
and then die. <laughs> and the last one, and this is the premier team event, and I'll tell you why in a minute, is yeah. the Lego Walk. What is the Lego so Walk? So the Lego Walk is you have a preferably a husband and wife team or a husband and husband or wife and wife. There's That's got to cool. be kids involved. Well, there's kids involved, but they distribute the Lego on the floor. Evenly, up the passage. Up the passageway. From one end to the other, yep. like hot coals. And then what is, you have one of the married couple up one end and the other one down the other end blindfolded. Yeah. And they have to guide <laughs> the other half through the Lego up the hallway. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what, if that doesn't test your marriage, nothing will. They've got to be mic'd up too. Yeah. And then because with, with the seven oh. second delay rule ready to go, because there'll be a lot of can swearing. You, can you see it? Go left. No, my oh, left. You're on the left. The other left, you oh, dickhead. Todd never liked your mother. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, wouldn't it get nasty? <laughs> It'd be fantastic. So, and at the end of those, there's seven events there. Yeah. Household Olympics. Yep. I think we should do it. I think so. We'll what do it. We do it against each other. And we'll post it online. I reckon that's great. Yep, done And then deal. people can see the results of that. Yep. So keep an eye for that. Uh, what are we going to play now, Tim? Lucky man. So that was a verve with Lucky Man. I feel like a lucky man, Tim. Are you a fan? I didn't mind that. That was all right. Was all right? Yeah, seven out of ten. Yeah, that's even better than Tom Picking York. Up. That's right, picking up. So, yeah. okay. but look, uh, listeners got a real treat now. Is part two of the mm. Friday night shenanigans when we watch the football together. I'm not feeling like a lucky man at the moment. Tim. No, no, that's right. But, I'm really uh, nervous about that. Oh, I'm serious. I'm really nervous about this. And you should be. So it's a great insight for the listeners into the insanity that is watching the football with Luke Massey. <laughs> Whitfield. He doesn't look at me for call him. <laughs> Come on, Cats, we need one here. We need the next Ooh. one. Oh. He's been out marking us all night with his big men, mate. Get me a Look at this bloke, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Yeah! Yeah! Tui! 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 because my eyes are stuffed. Are you in front now, are you? No, it's 15. So what are you getting so worked up about? Look at the scoring shots, mate. 22 to 16, we're down. Yeah, well, you've got to, got to kick straight, mate. Hey! Oh, jeez, look out. Hey? Here we come, Sonny Tim. Would you say your finals contenders? I don't know. Where are you on the ladder anyway? Don't matter, mate. We'll win it from here. Look at this. This is what we do, mate. We come back. As a football club, we never give up, Tim. Is that right? That's right. So what happened in the grand final last year? We gave up. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't let him get one. Come on. Do not. No. 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 No, you idiot. Keep your feet up. It's one of the fundamentals of footy. (laughs) For God's sakes, lads. Jeez, time's running out. Come on, oh, oh, all problems here for oh, you. Just let him go, mate. Why well, wouldn't you let him stroll in and kick another one? You punch! He looks a bit like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, plays like he's a bit full. <laughs> nah, all over, mate. You reckon? Yeah, I would. Oh. 20 points down in 10 seconds. It's all over, mate. You don't reckon you can do it from here? That's a high shot, too, there. I'll give you a high shot. <laughs> Bigger than punch. Jesus, cuts! What are you thinking? Uh, it's you know what? It was great fun cutting that together. Your passion for Zach Tui knows no bounds. You know there's going to be repercussions for no, this. That's all right. I'm happy to wear that. Right, that's now, I thought we were all even. This has all stayed dormant for a long time. It has, yeah. Right. Look, I'll take my hat off to you. 
I will take my hat off to you. Well played, mate. I remember on the night thinking, why are you asking so many stupid questions? Yeah. Why are you saying so much stupid stuff? It was just a one But because job. I was so focused on the footy, I didn't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Like, you're saying some of the most stupid things. I'm going, Jesus, Tim had a few or what? Like, yeah, he's yeah, acting yeah. like a bit yeah, of a dick. Good, right? yeah. yeah, well done, mate. I'll you take like my hat off to you. Fantastic. Yeah. With still one more bit. There's a bit, there's a part three that happens after the But that's the, the end of the game. No, there's a bit, there's stuff after the sign that the listeners need to hear as well. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't in a good frame of mind by then. No. The thing is, what people don't know is like when Geelong lose, and we've been very lucky, right, for the last 20 years, I'll say, right, we haven't lost too many. No, you've been pretty And good. when we do, we tend to take it pretty hard. We or you? Well, me and my family. Yes. And, uh, and it spoils my weekend, especially Friday night footy. If we lose on the Friday night, my weekend's stuffed. Your weekend? You're not good till about Thursday night. Yeah, no, I don't week. read Herald Sunday or Thursday. No. We live and die by the footy, but we're pretty good losers, I think. Oh, I think sure. you'll find whatever I say in the next bit. I think yeah. you'll find that I'm I'm pretty reasonable. Oh, I don't think so. I think talking about other things that are crap, let's have that's crap. Play the jingle. <laughs> don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. All right, time for that's crap. And if I may, I'd love to kick this off. Go for it. I think there's a massive disparity or imbalance between the amount of time it takes to make food versus the amount of time it takes to eat food. Okay. So the other day I was lucky enough to have slow cooked lamb mm. in the slow cooker. You know those crock pot numbers? I'm glad you said that because when you said slow cooked lamb, I thought you meant because you were doing it. Oh, and it just took ages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you should be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it in the slow cooker, it takes about eight to 10 hours. Yeah. Eight to 10 hours to make it, Took me about 10 minutes to smash it down. If it took you 10 minutes, that's because you're talking about cleaning the plate and that's putting right, the dishwasher yeah. and all that. That's right. I, I know what you mean. I think for me, Christmas lunch is the massive one. Yeah. And I know a lot of the ladies in my family are getting over it. Yeah. It's I, been years and years of spending like almost days prepping a meal. That's huge. That's over in 20 minutes and no one can move afterwards. And because traditionally we have turkey, if you don't get turkey exactly right, it's as dry as a chip. Mm. And then you have to drown it in cranberry sauce. Just to get it down. To make it palatable. And you've been up all day doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's something that you've really got to put some thought, effort into. That's it. All Just, over in 20 minutes. This, What's the alternative, though? Big thing of prawns. It's Australia, it's summer, prawns, macadamias, the cricket. Backyard yeah, I'm, cricket. I'm not a big this. fan of prawns, mate. Oh. It's a lot of work, prawns. For very little reward. You're going to have to talk me through that. Okay, what's the, so what's you get a prawn on your plate, right? Yep. It's got heads coming out this side. It's got tails out yeah. this side. You have to spend a lot of time getting the meat to a point where you can eat it. And I'm talking a minute or so. Getting to it takes a, a minute to peel a prawn. Well, it can do, yes, Tim. Because you've got to get the bit off the back and that, because apparently that's the poo shoot. It is the poo shoot, I don't shoot, know if yeah. it is or not. Maybe that's just a myth. It tastes all right. But what I'm saying is that you've got this tiny little thing encased in this big thing it's like Russian dolls, mate. You're trying to get it out. You finally eat it, and you've got to put sauce on it to make it taste like anything. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather the women in my family spend all day slaving over a hot stove so we can all sit and eat lunch together once a year. Done. Can we agree that's crap? <laughs> <laughs> that's crap, brother. What do you got? Bad reviews, Tim. Uh, I want yes. to talk about reviews. Good reviews are great. There's a lot of businesses in trouble in our state and in our country at the moment. Here, here. A lot of people will recommend when they get a good review. A lot of people will say, I got bad service and I want to let people know 
so that they can pick up their game. Yep. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm talking about people who leave bad reviews for the sake of leaving bad reviews. Online? Always online, yeah. always social media, always in anonymity, oh. right? They're not putting their name to it. They're We've talked saying, about this before, haven't yeah, we? I know, yeah. I hate it, mate. Everyone should be accountable in this country in social media. Anyway, forget that right now. I don't want to get on a tangent. I'm saying that people just like to be a critic. They like to sit there and go, you know what? I could have done this better. Do you know what? I should have been served like this. And they just leave bad reviews because it makes them feel important and special. And they're miserable. Yes, always. And they've always never done anything in their own life. They work in this job they hate and they go out with their friends and they're trying to show off and show how cultured, how sophisticated they are. And what they don't realise, Tim, is that they are crushing someone's business every time they do it. That's right. So Stacey, who works at the State Revenue Office in a dead-end job which she hates, pops down a local cafe for a focaccia at lunchtime expecting Michelin-star food, yeah. doesn't get it, wants to show for up to... For $7.50. That's right. Yeah. Wants to show up to her bullshit friends yep. that and, she's and, tough. And, and puts on a bad review. Yep. And it just crushes... I used to have a cafe, Tim. You did? And I had a few bad reviews, oh. right? You might struggle to believe that, I, considering I it was only in business for 18 months. But uh, we had a couple, right? And a lot of them, you can say, okay, fair enough. There was one guy who said his lettuce was burnt. You know, the lettuce was burnt. We can't do much about Sorry, that, Sorry, right? point of order there. Yeah. How do you burn lettuce. Well, it was in the sandwich press, wasn't it? Ah, got you, right. And it was our first day. Carry on. First day of business. Anyway, forget that. So we had one on Google. Now, when Google, you get a bad review, it's almost impossible to remove it. Right, you carry that round forever. No matter what they say. We wrote to Google, we never heard back. Anyway, there was someone who, I'm gonna say their name. Go on. All right, if you don't mind me saying no, it. Because, look, they're quite happy to put their name on it. Yeah. They're quite happy to leave a review. I think you've got to be able to be up to public to... Nail school. your colours to the mask. Exactly. Yep. Her name was Ruby Wilman. Dickhead. W-I-L-L-M-A-N. Yep. So she left a review, right? Yeah. This was her review. Now, I haven't got it in front of me. I'm going to paraphrase, but this is roughly it. The pizza was terrible. Mm. The rice in the risotto was raw. Mm-hmm. And their oversized alfresco area let way too much light in. One star. Sounds like reasonable criticism to me. Well, you know, I'm not saying that in a business like that, we can't accept criticism. I'm not above criticism. Mm. But what I won't do, Tim, Mm. what we never did Mm. at our cafe Mm. was serve pizza. Ah, right. Or risotto. And? And our our fresco area, if we had one, was on the sidewalk, a couple of chairs and tables. If it was oversized, it would have been in the middle of one of the busiest streets in Geelong. It would have. It would have been dangerous. Yes, and I would have thought she'd be more worried about the traffic coming through. Have you ever tried to think where she thought she was at? No, I never got in touch with old Ruby. Maybe we should. Oh, do you think it's too late? Maybe she'll listen to the podcast and write in and say, look, I made a mistake. I'm Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'd love to come on. They never do, do they? That's the thing. I'd love to come on the show and talk about it with you. Yeah, that'd be great. I had a mate who had a tavern, right? This is perfect because he actually had a confrontation with someone who left a review because I was still in the restaurant. So he had a tavern. He bent over backwards for this person, but he could just tell they were a problem person from the start. And everything he did just cop negativity. You know, when you're sort of like, oh, sorry, mate, I'll fix that up for you. Yeah. Sorry, mate, have one on me. All that sort of stuff. That should be the end of it. Yep. Right? You're making an effort. Everyone yep. makes mistakes. Yep. Not everything's perfect. Not everything should be perfect. That's why you make decisions about where you will and where not go. Yep. But you don't have to put it out for the public. Anyway, he just had a bad feeling about this guy and happened to check his reviews or his Facebook or whatever it was on, whatever media it was on while the guy was still there. And sure enough, this guy had left a bad review, mm. right? While he's sitting there. While he's sitting there. In the place. In the place. Still sitting there with his friends, showing off, right? He went up to him and said, 
mate, I've been over backwards for you and you've left me a bad review. Why would you do that? And the guy goes, it wasn't me, mate. And he goes, well, here's the photo of you. And they had this, like, you know, the circle's got a photo of him? Yeah, it was him. Yeah. And the guy was just like real sheepish and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, just. And that's permanent. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It was just showing off for his friends. Look, people, if you are out there and you are thinking about leaving a bad review, just think about what it means. If you really feel strongly enough for it, Go and do it. I'm not stopping you. I'm saying that whatever you leave affects these people's livelihood. So unless you have a legitimate complaint, shut the F up. No one cares what you think. I'm going to make a little phrase. Support local. Don't be a knob. <laughs> have a song. There's a bumper sticker for you. Thank you. For all the times that you're in on my parade, go and love yourself. That was Justin Bieber with Love Yourself. What do you think he wrote that about, Tim? Uh, masturbating. Really? Yep. He looks like a 40-year-old lesbian, even though he's an 18-year-old bloke. Do 18-year-old blokes I find his music to be bereft of any sort of soul? joy or soul yeah. or talent. That's funny. I, I think the same thing about masturbation. I find him to be odious and a blight upon the modern music scene. Yeah. And quite frankly, if I was the president of the world, I'd order an airstrike on his house. That's it. Okay. Well, I'd like to welcome him as our next guest. Yeah, Give it up for Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, he probably got his place in pop culture. I'd no, say he he's been around for long enough, but no. I can't get into any stuff, mate. No. I don't know why we played that, really. No, I don't know I, either. I don't know. It was yeah. just there. I think yeah. you've cheapened the show. I think I have too. And that's and, saying and, something. And that's saying something, yeah. yeah. We're called Fat and Ginger and we're a couple of big fat blokes talking <laughs> about crap. Speaking of which, yeah, yeah. while we're talking about um, crap, I think it's time for the Justin Murphy, Murphy Award. Award. Justin Murphy Club. All right. Thank you, Deirdre. Uh, so this week, it doesn't just go to one person. Really? Yep, it goes to a whole group of people. Who is in your sights, Tim? Well, I'll tell you who's in my sights. Should we explain what the Justin Murphy is? Very quickly, for those of you who might not know, uh, we have a avid listener in Virginia in the States who accused us once of being bottom feeders, basically because they ran nude up a street in Ballarat. Yeah. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. It's all you and, need to know. But his second comment... Yeah. got banned by Facebook because it was too ripe. Yeah, so it's basically for anyone who silks, carries on, yeah. whinges, and is uh, hypocritical. Just basically a dickhead, really. Yeah, it's pretty much So anyway, thing. so um, this week it's not just one person, but a whole group of people. In fact, a group of people that spans two states of Australia, Luke. Okay. Yeah, and that would be anti-lockdown protesters. Ooh, this is very controversial. No, most no, people no. support them, Tim. No, it's not, in, it's not controversial. And this is where I get my back up. No, because... no, most people support them. Just ask them. Oh, that's right. Just because there's a it's few so social weird. media posts from a few ill-informed degenerate idiots. It's like a self-sustaining bullshit fire. It's like a Ponzi scheme. It is like a Ponzi scheme mm. thank you that's exactly right yeah. it's like a pyramid scheme of dickheadery yes that's what it is and when the first one topples the rest of us will laugh that's right it goes down and mm. like we all we've all found lockdown hard at the table right now because lukey biskin's waiting here very patiently and quietly yeah. are three people who actually really enjoy live performance in front of groups of people yeah. and there's been stuff all chance of that over the last 18 months because of lockdowns. It's been tough. It's, it's been tough on everybody. It's been tough on everybody. Nobody likes it. But no. why do we do it? Because otherwise people are going to die. That's right. That's right. So yeah. we give of ourselves, not very much, mind you. We just stay home and bake sourdough and yeah. spend quality time with our families so people don't die. Yeah. We don't go out and punch horses and In carry... In the face. Yeah, that's right. It's not like we're in the Olympics. You can no, just do that willy-nilly. That's right. You know? He got sent home. <laughs> I reckon this guy probably got sent home too, <laughs> did For lockdown. By the cells at Bondi Police Station. All of a sudden, horses are taking up boxing. What's going oh, on here? Have you seen horse kick? Woo. That'd be some damage. UFC, sorry. 
<laughs> I just think it's self-indulgent tripe. I agree. And the thing is they do it just before a lockdown when we're at our most vulnerable. Yes. You know, it's always the night just before lockdown. We're going to go protest. Yeah. yeah, cool, because cases are spreading. This That's is the right. time to this, do it. This is what we want. I'll tell you what, go and do it when it's all calm. That's right. Yeah. If you really want to get your voice heard, go out there where there's no cases and we're all out in the sunshine and we're all enjoying our lives. Then go and protest for next time. That's right. During World War II when they had the blackout in London, did you get anti-blackout protesters? <laughs> you know, big people with cigarette lighters standing outside the Heinkels could see them and drop bombs on them. Well, I'll tell you what, if that had been TV, there would have been. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. If social media had been around back then, it would, oh. you can't tell me to put out my lights. Yeah. It's all about freedom. <laughs> Some German would have dropped a great big thousand pound bomb on them. And I'll tell you what, it probably would have been an English bomb. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Look, 100%, I, I don't know how we deal with this. How do we deal with them? Because they're going to keep coming out. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep spreading the virus. Yep. It's not going to stop the lockdowns, by the way. They're not achieving anything. No. All they're doing is frustrating the people that are doing the right thing. No. So I think we go back to when we were in charge of the country. Go on. And we scoop them all up and drop them on an island somewhere. Ah, uh, yes. And so now we go to some of these sub-Antarctic islands. Yep. Either Heard Island or McDonald Island. And they can start their own little lockdown-free yeah, area down Absolutely. There. And, and, you know, I'm all for freedom. They can be free from all the support the government gives them. Mm. All the support, all the taxes that we pay, everything. They've been free of everything. Yeah. They can have their own lives down there. Yeah, free of hospitals, free of rubbish collection. That's right. They can fire 12 till their heart's content and plait each other's dreadlocks. <laughs> have a song it's almost like you got someone specific in mind no not at all Gotta 
gotta wish it, I could wish it away Gotta wish it, I could wish it away Gotta wish it, I could wish it away Fantastic stuff. From an album called Revivalist. Oh, from hello. our next guest, Lukey Biskin. Yep. Uh, anyone who wants to have a listen to something, if you really like it, go to iTunes. That's where I bought it. Mm-hmm. And look up Revivalist. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Luke Biskin. Hey. I don't know how to stop this. <laughs> The crowd, very generous applause there for very Luke. Very generous applause, mate, because I know how to stop it. How are you, Luke? Hello, Luke. Hello, Tim. Hello. It's good to be back here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks well, for coming. Well, you haven't been back here, mate. You've been no. at the studio. That's true, the Ballarat right. studio. Do you feel like a letdown coming to a house? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've actually brought you around because I figured you're a pretty good house cleaner. I am. You have that look am. about you? I am a domestic wizard around the house at home, <laughs> so it's, it's good to be here, mate. Yeah, I hope you're better than me, mate, because I once, first time I went to do my own washing, mm-hmm. I thought that you could just put anything in there and I put Domestos in. Oh, you can? Uh, <laughs> apparently not. I was wearing tie-dye for a about three weeks. Anyway, uh, don't do that. Anyway, listen at home, a little public service announcement, don't put Domestos in your washing mm. machine. That's a good tip. Now, Luke, we just heard a little bit of Wish It Away. Great song, mate. I, I just want to get into the mindset, just for the listeners back at home, of what you were thinking about when you wrote it, and especially that lyric where you just go, I didn't ask for this, and it's so soulful, and it really grabs me every time you sing it, and it's my favourite bit of the song. Yeah. Uh, t- can you talk us through what it's about? Well, I'm in the rather um, unfortunate position of, of having to, to um, tread over all the, the, the lasers of being cliche and too introspective and too self-absorbed um, when one musician talks about his own lyrics, but I'll, tr- I'll give it a shot um, <laughs> and see how it goes. You can just make some stuff up. To yeah, yeah well, no, it's, it's quite specific. So I wrote Wish It Away. Well, I think everyone at some stage in their life, no matter their situation, whether they're born into poverty or riches, comes into a head-on collision with the inevitable injustice of what it means to be alive in the universe as a creature that is is destined to suffer illness and entropy and Mm. death. Uh, That is common to everyone that's that's ever lived. And, you know, these were the... These were... That, that, that moment came to me um, as it comes to everyone. You know, I never asked for this. We never had a say. We, know, we never asked to be born. Um, and for all of life's beauty um, and grandeur and, and mystery, there's, an, there's, a, there, there's catastrophe in equal measure around every corner. 
And, you know, I've had some lowlights in my life, um, as we all have. And uh, in that moment, I was, I was struck to write this song. And, uh, and the lowlights came to me with, with uh, you know, some personal things with, with, with family and maturation, what it meant to grow up and, and leave the things that feel familiar or, or have them kind of become corroded by some, some environmental um, uh, component that, that, that you're growing up in. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, that lyric was just... It's funny, you know, I don't live in that mode. I, I've never felt like a victim or anything like that, but you do become eventually familiar uh, with that aspect of life. The fact that and it just struck you at that time. It that, did, yeah. That, that, that I'm did. down at the moment and I didn't really want this, but this is where I am. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Um, especially when it's new, you know? Yeah. I think when, you, when, when life hits you for the first time um, and knocks you into a concussion, <laughs> you tend to... Well, uh, we could re- go through the cliche of everyone in the world would be in that situation oh, yeah. at the moment. Right? We're all in this situation that none of us asked for none of us expected and none of us could ever prepare for yeah. but um it, it's hard sometimes to see the positives isn't it at the moment especially in victoria yeah. where we just seem to be in and out of lockdown just when you start to get a little taste it's like torture almost yeah, where you, exactly you're right. out and you're back in you're out yeah. and you're back in and a lot of people are struggling mate and uh you seem to sum it all up in one line of a song yeah <laughs> to me um it, I, it just really resonated with me mate but look you've got a lot of great songs on that album um again i, I don't understand why you aren't huge <laughs> well, with all the McDonald's and KFC I've oh, been eating recently, I should be huge. <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm only mildly overweight at the moment. But it would, it would be nice to find a bigger audience one day. But yep, and the, you're not talking fat, are you? I'm not. No, no, no. Uh, not, I'm open to any de- demographic that would have me. You know? <laughs> so. Well, you've got a fat audience here tonight, mate. <laughs> you've got a couple of fatties in your group. That, it's uh, a diverse uh, audience here tonight. It yeah. is diverse, fat yeah. and ginger. <laughs> We've got all groups covered. Mm-hmm. So, with, so, obviously, throughout the whole COVID thing since about, what, March last year, would have been tough as a performer, but especially now, like Luke touched on it just then, we seem to be in a lockdown, then out, then back in and out. I don't know, from our point of view, planning's been a nightmare. Yeah. How's it been for you? Well, I think it's a case of perspective. And uh, That's your point of view. It yeah. is, it is. Because I think, you know, it's been a while since the world has been uncertain about the future. Mm. And I think... I think back to World War Two, and you made a couple of references earlier to World War Two about the yeah. Blitz and whatnot. But I think, like, I, I, looking back to the, the people that came before us, especially back in, in, in that era, in that time, like, there was the Manhattan Project, right? That the atomic bomb had just been created. No one knew who was going to use it or where they were going to use it. No one knew that the Allies... We're gonna win win the war. No, that was right. all up in the air, yeah. right? And no doubt there were kids, there were people back then that were saying, uh, "I don't want to raise kids in in this uncertainty. I don't I don't know what to do in this." And so for for me, when I cross reference what we're going through now with the uncertainties of the past, 
And I don't want to downplay what's happening now because it's important to pay close attention to it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and to be responsible. But for me, when people ask me how hard it's been as a muser, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The government paid me to sit at home and drink wine and have Uber Eats for about 10 months. So you're a government worker now? I am a government worker. <laughs> I'm a, I work for the government. No, but, 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 but they were very... Uh, they Obviously, I was out of work. The, the hospitality and, and, and bar entertainment industry got hit pretty hard. Like, it was just, oh, it was just sure blackout. Yeah, it was just completely shut down. So I couldn't work for a while. But, but uh, it is a remarkable thing that in the face... Like, for example, like if you're living through the Black Death, no one, got, no one was going to get bailed out back then for not no. working. You know? Was there government assistance back then, man? I can't remember. <laughs> not that I'm aware well, of. They picked up the dead bodies. I think that was probably yeah. government assistance, wasn't it? So I used, that, I used a lot of that time to write and record and to give my vocals a rest. Um, obviously, I love, I love playing live and being out and about, but it, it wasn't so bad for me, as it may have been for other people. Um, but, you know, thank God it happened in a time where civil society actually had infrastructure in place to, to create a safety net for most of us. Mm. And I happened to be in that number that landed safely. We're very lucky, mate, aren't we? So lucky, yeah. man. So lucky, and, and in a different era. And, and I like the memes that come out that said, when they were younger in 1940 or whatever mm-hmm. it was, 1939, mm-hmm. they had to go off and fight a war. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been asked to sit at home and watch Tiger King. Exactly. That's right. You know, yeah, you've got to put it into perspective. You do, you do, you, know? you do. And that's probably spot on. But that doesn't mean it's not hard for people Correct. whose liberties have been basically removed, not by the government. It's yeah. not their fault. No. Yeah. They're doing the best. If there was a different government, they'd be doing exactly the same that's thing. Right. 100%. And, and look, I haven't put my life savings into a business like a cafe yes. or, or a bar and suddenly you're just like losing all of these savings. Just right? watching it dwindle away. Just watching it dwindle away, right? So, so I, I'm basically someone who has nothing to lose. That's a great point. Right. Because we've been whinging, haven't we, Tim, about not being able to do these comedy nights, yeah. having to push them back, the amount of work that goes into organise it, we've got to reschedule, we've got to rebook, we've got to redo everything. And we whinge like crazy because we we're fat and ginger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, that's what we do. Yeah. Fat and whinger. Fat and whinger. That's really good. I like it. That's a new whole new market. But uh, at the end of the day, it's not our livelihood, mate. Yeah, no. We still go to work every Correct. day and we have everything that we need. Our, our that's bank right. account is fine. Yeah. But some of these... I've been chatting to some people in businesses oh, where they're just watching their dreams smashed. and they're trying. Yeah. They're trying their best to keep afloat. Yeah. And every time they feel like, you know what, maybe we can survive this, something happens, we're back in lockdown. That's right. And it's perspective, isn't it? Because these people are the ones that aren't whinging. No, yeah, they're just right. They're just doing it quietly and yet I'll whinge till the cows come <laughs> up. So, whinging is fun. It is, mate. It yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. But whinging is a good team sport too. It certainly is. Mm, yeah. 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 And, uh, I think it's a new Australian sport. I think it is a new sport. You know, sure, I, I, if you go teams. to America, no one whinges. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> they're all very positive <laughs> people because they feel like they're the best in the world. Everything. Whereas you go to England, everyone whinges. Oh. You know, What's and, nationals. That, that, and, is, a that national is a national. Sport. Sport. But the problem you, is with this new sport. There's no umpire. Yes. 
That's the True. problem. There's no referee. There's no judge. To say oh, what, no, you've got it harder than that person. I, I, I think your mates keep you in check sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah I know, they do. I know mine if do. you've got good ones, yeah. if you've got good ones, they will. But there I go, geez, you must be struggling, mate, on your great paying job at the refinery. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think mm. I think back to uh, when I was in year seven at senior school uh, and getting introduced to the library for the first time, and there'd be half a shelf, half a bookshelf. Um, that would just be full of Britannica encyclopedias, big white ones. Like on the first one, you see like on on the first cover, there'd be like a NASA space rocket. The second would be like dinosaurs. Mm. The third one, you see like the Napoleonic Wars or whatever. And and after that, they run out. Correct. After that, they run out. (laughs) And I'm running out of references here. You'd see, see, and this was just as the internet was coming online. And the the internet was around for a long time before social media came along. Yes, most definitely was. yeah. Yeah, right? So... The, the internet existed um, and it took a while for the public voice to be integrated into the software. Yes. Right? So there, was, there wasn't a platform. We knew for, of it. Correct. And then I found porn and we had <laughs> a whole different relationship. <laughs> was that a dark path? Yeah, well, I, I realised <laughs> that that was on the internet. Is there porn on the internet? Yeah, there is, Tim. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. I, after the show. I'll be right back, Jim. Let's hear the fat ginger. <laughs> Well, the, I think the, the, the currency of the voices that used to have some semblance of authority over culture have become inflated as every man, woman, and their dog, <laughs> and everything in between, now has a platform yes. and a voice. What does a voice mean now? Yeah. What does a lyric book mean now? Considering the fact that everyone has a platform, not a great deal to me. Like my voice is as valuable or unvaluable as someone screaming on Twitter. Or or someone that storms the American Capitol building, you know, because they're upset about Trump and all that sort of thing. Like everyone is as valid as everyone else these days. And that's why I'm a massive fan of removing this anonymity thing. To me, it's it's the one barrier stopping us from, from... going through and going, okay, well, you, you can say whatever you want, but you need to be prepared to put your real name behind it. And if you still believe it strongly enough, then you need yeah. to be prepared for people to argue with you yeah. and troll you like yeah. you were doing to other people. That's right. And I think it'll just stamp it out overnight. I don't know why it's not a rule. Can we go one further than that? So being comedians and we get heckled at gigs. Yep. So can we make a lot of press conferences that they have to stand up, say their names and then heckle you? So there's definitely <laughs> John Smith from Karai. G'day, John. You're an idiot. Yeah. When does the comedy start? That sort of thing. Can we do yeah, that? we can try that, but I, I don't think I, I think no. they'll still get more laughs from right. me. So <laughs> we can try that, Tim. You look like you're a bit down at the moment. You okay? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. No. It's yeah, sure. yeah. You're a bit tired, mate. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, nice. that's, that's, that's hang in there, Tim. We're here for you. We'll have a song and come back. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'd like to hear more about this. I'll tell you what, let's go on better. Last time you were on the show mm. in Ballarat, mm. we drove home. We had, we had a good chat. Yeah, we did. And on the way home, we bought a couple of drinks and went back to my place. Yeah. And you played one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, mate. Yeah. And I'm not blowing smoke up your behind. Stop. It's it's amazing song. Right, I got you to play it for me about three times that yeah. night. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, dude, I'm not, a, I'm not a jukebox. Leave me alone, right? But if you oh, could play that now for us like on sure Fat can. and Ginger, this would almost oh. be an exclusive. It wouldn't, yeah. yeah it, it would almost exclusive. be exclusive. Yeah. If it's all right with you, I'd love to hear it. Now, what's it called? It's called Girlfriends. Well, ladies and gentlemen at home, I hope you enjoy this. Lukey Biskin with his song Girlfriend. You're beauty.
girlfriends Do I really need so many? Is it a wonder that the ladies Feel the way they do? Free love Was it everything we wanted? Why settle down when you've got options? What's the use of family? And I wish it meant something to me Falling in love and intimacy Oh, would you believe If I told you that I used to be Before I got older A good kid With a good heart Dreaming of a good girl And his first kiss Of all the things destined to be I guess we'll see If love will ever mean anything to me Take me back to when On a tea-stained napkin with a stolen pen She scribbled down her parents' home address Telephone number, lipstick print, X Now you're at her front porch The old man opens up a white screen door Shakes your hand like the fender press at his factory floor In a tiny dress, there's no doubt left she was worth it all And I wish to miss something of me Falling in love and intimacy Oh, would you believe if I told you that I used to be Before I got older, a good kid With a good heart, dreaming of a good girl And his first kiss Of all the things destined to be I guess we'll see If love will ever mean anything Something to me Falling in love And intimacy Oh, would you believe If I told you That I used to be Before I got older A good kid With a good heart Dreaming of a good girl And his first kiss Of all the things destined to be I guess we'll see If love will ever mean anything
Luke, I don't know what to say, mate. It's just a beautiful song. It's incredible. Shit. Can you tell us a little bit about the origin of that? Yeah, I can. I... <laughs> well, where do I start with this song? Dating. Modern dating. What, what's happened to it? Well, from, from my point of view, it's turned into a, a big sport, <laughs> especially on my end, you know? Um, and it occurs to me that, like, it's part human appetite, part culture, part modern culture and part technology that's given rise to the landscape yeah, we I'll now see right. in dating. Mate, you, you have a way with words because sport is almost what it's become, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's like, how can I get yeah. to the end game as quick as I can? Now, you remember the days, lads, yeah. when, when you'd have to like a girl for a while, you'd have to build up the courage to yeah. ask her out. Everything was done in person. Yep. You probably had to call her dad because yeah, there was well, no mobiles in yeah. the early days. That was know? grim. And yep. you had to ring up and go, oh, good day, Mr. Jones. Um, just what do you want? Wondering if <laughs> yeah. um, Joanne was there. No, nah, she's not. All right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, can, I, can I leave a message? Um, can she call me back? Nah. All right. Um, can I give you my resume quickly? My parents are well. They earn a lot of money. I'm a grade A student and I... Sorry, I'm sweating a little bit here, Mr. Jones. Uh, I, I, uh, I really like your daughter. Oh, not that much, though, just enough to, to, to hang out. I'll all. stop you there, Luke. Here's the deal. If you make my daughter cry, I'll make you cry. Now, piss off. Hangs up. That's how it was. But it was like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was just scary. Uh, it was scary, and it was, uh, you had nerves. Now it's just like, I'll flick him a text. Well, I've lived through both of those extremes, right? So growing up in my dad's assembly in the church... If you want to date a girl, you'd first of all ask the pastor. Right? Really? Yep, you would. You'd ask the pastor. And then the pastor would then talk to her parents, right? Say, Brother Luke has asked to yeah. court your daughter, right? What do you think wow. of him? Are you happy with it? And usually they'd be cool with it if you were, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, decent, a decent enough guy, which I wasn't. Um, <laughs> no, I was, I was actually a model citizen back then. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, you know, because I, I grew up, um, what they would call a millennial, I guess. What am I, 88? I feel too old to be in any, in, any, in any group, but apparently I am a millennial, according to Google. Um, but despite the fact that I, that I grew up in the, in the hookup culture era, that wasn't how I grew up. I was a pastor's son in a fundamentalist Pentecostal Holy Ghost assembly well, yeah. in, in Bristol. And dating was different for me even though I was living in the modern era of hookup culture. I imagine life would have been different for you. It was radically different, although Mm. not as different as you'd imagine because it wasn't like we were in a commune, right? Mm, I went to a public school. We had television, internet, all that kind of thing. So it was a kind of a strange mix of of both worlds. But I remember if you wanted to date a girl in the assembly, you'd have to, first of all, ask the pastor. And uh, then the pastor would go to the girl's parents and ask them, and then finally, if the parents were cool with it, they'd, they'd ask the girl. And then if the girl liked you, you'd, you'd be able to maybe take her out for dinner Do once know, a week. I, I'd prefer that than having to ring the dad and go through here. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's, maybe. Like, it's like at school when you say to your mate, can you go and ask her if she likes me? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it yeah. is, isn't it? It's, it's funny, you know, because there's, there's, there's a romance about that. Yeah. And there's, there's also a, a rite of passage and a sense of ritual about going through those steps that that actually gives the, a relationship a, a sense of weight and meaning that it mightn't otherwise have. Well, it doesn't these days, is it? Not really. No. Not really. It's and, been years since I've gone through a pastor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what happened was, like, I, 
I grew up in that environment. Um, I think I had, I had two experiences. I, I dated a girl in Australia for a little while. Um, that didn't last very long. Is that because you were back in England? I was in England. Well, the, the thing was, I met her on a, on a trip over here in 2008. I think I was like 18. Must have been just turned 18, 19 at the time. And I was, I was going through Tasmania. and, and um, That's not a euphemism. No, no, no. I was no. going to do that one. And then I thought, no, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was on a holiday here. And I, I met a young lady. And we did the, uh, the long distance thing for a while. And it didn't pan out. Uh, and then... Um, there was a, another thing that I tried to pursue that didn't turn out. Um, and so it's kind of tricky, yeah. you know, it's, but the thing is, it's like, okay, so I went from that world of, of the conservative dating, right? Right. Ultra conservative dating. Right. And then I got catapulted into the world of, of liberal secular dating, which is, you know, free love, uh. you know, have all the sex you want, do anything you want. People Where can here. I find this world, mate? Is it, all right. is well, that, it's is out it, there, let me tell you. Is it up there on the Gold Coast? Cause I'm down <laughs> it's out there. And like, obviously, n- no surprise, you know, if, if, you, if you haven't seen that world, you may be prone to overindulge in that world when you finally arrive at it. It's like and you've I'd, never had McDonald's before. Correct. And, and I did you just... You eat the whole menu. And I did just that. <laughs> and, and, and what I discovered was when I was um, kind of finding what it meant to live in this world of, quote, sexual freedoms and liberties, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that women are necessarily happy with, with what the culture of quote free love has produced but here's here's the thing having lived in both Uh. in both extremes right um people don't want the tyranny of having to ask a pastor to ask a girl out and have like a third party chaperone that's one extreme that's one extreme but they also don't want to be rooted and booted either right and so there's this middle ground right that exists and I'm not sure what that middle ground looks like or what it should be. My thoughts on this Luke I think that the culture is it's creating a lot of assholes from the male perspective yeah. and and I talk to a lot of girls who, who are on Tinder mm. and they say I just get weirdos I get dickheads yeah. I get people just asking stuff that you wouldn't go up to someone in person No, like. that's right. It's creating a lot of a-holes. Had Abby on the show, yep. Abby Newman, who talks about how rife domestic abuse is and just abuse in general towards women. And us as men, our first thing is is preservation of the gender. So we, our first thing when you hear one of these situations is go, what did she do to deserve it? Right. That's our first thought as a man mm-hmm. because we don't want to be attacked personally. So as a gender, our first thought is to get in there and look after our brethren, if you will. And it's so wrong, mate. It's so wrong because if it was your sister, if it was your mother, if it was your friend, your first thought would be for them. But because as a gender blokes, we just look after each other and it's wrong and it needs to change, right? That, That you hear these things that happen and you go, well, how did she bring it on herself? Nobody brings anything on themselves. Do you think Nobody a lot of guys? This. Do you think that's a, do you think that's the reflexive response of a lot of 
people out there, a lot of guys. I, I have I been living under a rock? I know it is, mate. Really? I know it is. Yeah. I, I Edward just had a good circle of friends. Look, I did it myself, Luke. Yeah. I did it myself, mate, where you grow up in a, in a different mindset than what I am now. Mm. And my first thought when I heard some of these stories was surely not. Yeah. Right? And they all turned out to be true. And they yeah. all turned out where this person had so much courage to come forward mm. in, a, in a society that didn't want them to come forward. They don't want to hear that stuff. Yeah. And that's how priests got away with it for so long and the clergy. Nobody wants to know about it. I, I wonder, I feel, I feel like this global conversation that we're having at the moment, that we've been having now for like the last, I don't know, seven to 10 years so surrounding um, how men and women should optimally interact with one another in the workplace and otherwise or dating. It's like, it's like social media and the global conversation is finally, uh, they're like two fingers that are at the edges of a giant white head and the past has just been building up awesome. over the centuries. You paint a good picture. Right? Yeah. And, and, and this thing now, right, through conversations had in good and bad faith, mm. are both pushing, right, at the edges of this giant white head, and the pass is finally oozing out. Yes. You know? And it is. Mm. But it needs, it it's is. a conversation that needs to be had, but it needs to be had in good faith. Absolutely. And we're not, we're not here for witch hunts. We're not here for no. that. But it is that rife yeah. that it, it, you can't just say, oh, look, everyone, throw it into one movement, the Me Too or whatever, and say, oh, it's all part of that. It's all yeah. a, a witch hunt. It's not. It's no. that rife, no, and it has been that rife for that long, that we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg, mate. Well, I watched, the, I watched, <laughs> I watched David Attenborough from time to time, and I watched the way uh, males and females pursue each other in the wild. And there's no rule book. And obviously, we also come from the wild, too. I mean, that was our origins. And suddenly, both males and females have showed up at the uh, station of modern civil society with all of this baggage that we've inherited in our genes, in our DNA, from living in the wild. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, we're told to behave ourselves. And we're having a conversation with ourselves about how we should do that and how... You know, we, we're, we're to conduct ourselves and how we should treat each other. But we, at the same time, we've got all of these natural primal urges that are so counterintuitive and so contrary to that um, mode of thinking and being. Agree, agree with that, but it doesn't excuse it. It never excuses Nothing it. Nothing excuses it. But I would love to see a documentary where David Attenborough narrates Tinder. Or narrates a night out at a nightclub. Yep. And yeah. he just sort of sits there and goes, Tim is sitting by the bar. I won't use your name, Tim. Sorry, I'll change the name. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> this might happen. <laughs> I'll change the name. Um, yep. Eddie is sitting by the bar. He's seen a girl across the room. Look at the bulge in his pants. <laughs> he really wants to go there. But he's got to go through the norms. It would be a great little so um, yeah, documentary, uh, wouldn't it? He, he would, yeah. I'll get on to David Attenborough's agent and we'll see if we can make it happen. Mate, I can't even get Ben Stokes to respond to me. Did anymore. we not move on to Ed Sheeran? No, I haven't moved on yet. No, nah, that's uh, all right. Look, I'm, still, yeah. I'm still dealing with Phoenix Manager. But by that, I mean I still message them. Yeah, that's, they they're not dealing with that. you, are they? No, nah, they're not. No, no. But uh, it, look, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, to me, it's been a really hard realisation for me personally 
that we are the ones at fault with all this. And by we, I mean our gender. Now, I'm not saying me personally. Yeah. I'm not saying you personally. And I'm not saying anyone personally. I'm saying as a gender, we need to get to a point where we don't think that we deserve any better than anyone else. And I don't think we're there yet. Now, I'm not saying everyone's an a-hole. I'm not saying everyone's a prick. A lot of us are great, right? But I know that there's people out there that as soon as they hear something, they straight away go, why did that happen? And they wouldn't say that if it was... I've had people say, well, um, like Abby come on the show, for example, right? And she reeled out some statistics that just blew me away, right? About the... um, uh, 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 Women just in domestic abuse. I've been unfortunate to be in a position where I've witnessed this happen to a family member recently where I didn't know, and it made me aware of a lot of things. And it it opened up my eyes to a point where I saw exactly what Abby was talking about, exactly what they're trying to fight against every day of guys getting on there and going, well, what about us? What about yeah. the blokes that get abused? You don't talk about them. Yeah. And it's the same argument every time. It it's just like it's like we go into a defense mode. Instead of looking at it and going, oh shit, what can I do to help? How did that happen? How can we achieve a level of equality when it comes to that? We straight away go into defense mode. Well, if you're accusing him, it's you, you must be accusing yeah, me. That's right. Because I'm a bloke too. Yeah. And we've got to get out of that mindset, mate. We've got to get to a point where we go, that is not acceptable. We do. Yeah. I don't know. Am I on a tangent here? No, 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 a little bit, but also time's getting away from us as well. <laughs> Sorry, so Tim. We probably need to wrap it up. Okay, yeah, so that's fair enough. I think yeah. on the run sheet it's got four minutes. I reckon we've been going for about 20, so. Yeah, I know. And you do have to get to work tomorrow. I do. Well, so do you, but. Yeah, yeah. but I don't really care. I don't, <laughs> do, I don't do much when I get there. You do. So what, what I'd like to do, though, if I can, is before we say goodbye to Luke, and while he's here, I'd like him to hear the last section of... Oh, no, can we just skip it? We haven't got no, time. No, 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 we do have time. Tim, come on. So play part three. Can, can, you, can you just let me know what's coming up here? You know you were there. How did you behave after the siren? I've repressed these memories. <laughs> I don't know what I said after the siren. But it, Let's this... find out. Come on. So I'm confused, Lukey. I, you guys are going to make finals, or aren't you? What's going on? We'll be there. Just let me have some time. <laughs> what do you mean, have some time? You know that all your yelling has zero impact on the game, don't you? Luke? Luke? If I can have that 1%. But you 1% can't. Is... You're sitting in a house, even when it's at Cadinia Park, you're sitting in a house that's 20 k's away from Yeah, okay, well, it makes you feel better, all right? Just oh, leave me alone. Obviously, it doesn't because you're yelling at me on the TV. Leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs> So there we are, a window into the insanity of sports support. Do you know what? I've just said here talking about other people not dealing with their issues. Yes, that's right. And I heard that yeah, and I was that's going, it. that's probably exposed a few weaknesses <laughs> in my repertoire that I might need to work on. Absolutely. And that's in my house. You should hear me at the game. Oh, I've seen you at the You've game. You've seen me at the game. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that one too, don't worry. All right. Uh, look, we should probably go on that note. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hey, yeah. thank you, Luke, for coming in, mate. I always love hearing your insight, not just into music, but into life in general. Thanks yeah, yeah. for having me, folks. I appreciate no. appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Associate Professor Dave Bay, yeah. come on. Uh, Voice FM did stuff all again. Again, they did nothing towards nothing. us. So. Thanks very much. Play the jingle. Right. System shut down.